Hello, everyone. My name is Annalise, and you are listening to the first episode of my art history series called The Salon, in which I aim to take a deep dive into individual artists, paintings, and any other interesting art historical event, mainly from the early modern period in the Dutch Republic. I aim to release each episode in both an English and a Flemish version. I also have an Instagram account called The Salon Podcast, where I will be announcing all the release dates of future episodes. Today, I will bring you the story of Michelina Wattier, a truly forgotten talent from Flanders' early 17th century. So before I get into the actual episode, I wanted to tell you that I have relied on the extensive studies done by art historian Katlene van der Stichelen, who is a professor at the University of Leuven in Flanders in Belgium. I am such a great admirer of her work and her research. And for the past 30 years, she's really the one who has worked incredibly hard to finally put Michelina Wattier on the map. And her research actually resulted in an incredible exhibition called Michelina, Baroque's Leading Lady, which was displayed in 2018 in Mass Museum in Antwerp. And for this episode, I've consulted a 2019 lecture displayed by Professor van der Siegele, and I have attached a link to this lecture to the episode's description, and I warmly invite you to watch this lecture. It's incredibly interesting. And I've also consulted her 2018 um, exhibition catalog, Michelina Wattier, Glorifying a Forgotten Talent. All right. So, now I'm going to ask you to pull up an image called Triumph of Bacchus, created by Michelina Wattier around 1655. So, look at the image in front of you. I'm guessing you are looking at this painting on a rather small screen, maybe on your laptop or phone, but really try and analyze this painting. What do you see? What is going on in this scene here portrayed to you? What stands out to you here? What do you notice? Do you notice the chaos of this crowd? Do you notice the nudity? The beautiful landscape in the background or the striking woman looking right at you on the right side of that panel? How does this painting make you feel? Do you feel part of the crowd? Or do you feel as though you're interrupting a party? In order to gain a profound understanding of Wattier's artistry and craft, I think it is really important to start looking at Triumph of Bacchus. This work not only showcases her ability to paint anatomically correct nude bodies. It also shows that she has a mastery of animal painting, of landscape painting. This is, just in terms of dimensions, also an extremely significant work. It is enormous. You guys, the original work measures about 4 meters long by 2.7 meters wide. And these are extraordinary dimensions, especially for a woman artist to execute during this period. 
And typically, women did not have access to an education in which they would paint from nude males directly, as this was considered to be extremely improper behavior for women. But here, I hope you're still looking at the painting. Here, we can see that the nude figures are extremely convincing and realistic. The anatomical accuracy displayed here reveals that Michelina did in fact enjoy a rather fine education. And while we still know so little about Michelina's personal life and career, we do know that her brother, Charles Wattier, was a painter as well. And Michelina and Charles actually lived in the same house near Brussels, and we know that Charles had a studio in that home, so we must assume that Michelina took advantage of this studio in her home, and where she would also have had the opportunity to paint from real-life male models that would come in and out of the studio. And here, I, I feel the need to really emphasize how rare it was for women artists to first paint such a large history painting, and secondly, to paint so many nude figures. So now that you have a little bit of a better idea of what kind of paintings Botier made and in what style she painted, I want to talk to you a little bit more about who she was professionally and personally. And while we don't know a whole lot about her just yet, we do know that she was born around 1604 in the village of Mons, which is currently located in Belgium. And around 1640, she moved to live um, with her brother Charles in Brussels after the death of her mother. And Michelina was born into a rather wealthy family. Her male ancestors, for example, served as members of Mons Municipal Council ever since the 15th century. Her mother's family belonged to a long line of successful merchants, so you can say that Michelina did enjoy a certain class privilege when she grew up, and certainly enjoyed a comfortable life. She was the only girl of a family and had eight brothers. Two of those brothers held extremely remarkable positions within the military circles of the Spanish Netherlands. And so these connections really allowed Michelina to get into contact with wealthy patrons of the Spanish courts in Brussels and Madrid. And for these extremely wealthy and influential men, she painted portraits, and as a result, she was able to climb the social ladder in terms of artistic notoriety. And perhaps one of Michelina's most highly esteemed patrons was Archduke Leopold Wilhelm of Austria, the younger brother of Habsburg Emperor Ferdinand III. Archduke Leopold Wilhelm served as governor of the Spanish Netherlands when he commissioned a portrait of Michelina, and he actually bought three other works from Michelina after the first portrait he ordered. Michelina herself never married nor had any children. 
and there are barely any archival traces of Michalina in the archives of Mons, Brussels, and Antwerp, or any other municipal registers in Belgium. But this isn't too surprising, as women in this period rarely applied for citizenship or did appear in any official documents. Up until today, art experts have attributed 30 works to Michelina, half of which she signed and dated herself. Watier stands out among her fellow women artists of her time because of the wide variety of genres she painted in. Most women in the Dutch Republic at this time specialized in still lifes. Michelina, however, did it all. From history paintings to still lives and portraits, she mastered every single genre. And here, I should briefly mention the hierarchy of painting genres that was upheld well into the early modern period in Western Europe. So, the artists who painted historic scenes or mythological stories were considered to be the most talented and prestigious. This is because the history genre required not only great technical skills to convey large scenes, but it also reflected the artist's level of education. Because in order to paint a history painting, you had to be familiar with the story in order to execute the painting properly. One tier below the history painting is the genre of portraiture. Next up, there's genre paintings. Which may sound confusing, but genre paintings are scenes out of everyday life. And the figures depicted in these are quite ordinary, everyday people going about their day. And here, you may think of the interior domestic scenes painted by Vermeer as a fitting example. Below the genre paintings are the landscape paintings or cityscapes, and the least prestigious genre were the still lives. And so, most women from the Dutch Golden Age, such as Clara Peters or Rachel Ruys, specialized in still lives because these were the types of scenes that were easily accessible to women to paint because they spent most of their time taking care of the home. So, scenes such as flower bouquets or cutlery or precious dishes were quite familiar and um, often seen in the works of women artists in the Dutch Republic at this time. Michelina, however, created history paintings, and we have already discussed the triumph of Bacchus, but that's probably her most famous history painting. And it is therefore really extremely remarkable for a woman artist to execute at this time, because the genre of history paintings were usually reserved for men, because men at this time still had a much easier time accessing proper education and training that was required to create history paintings. And it has been suggested by Professor van der Stichele that because Michelina grew up with eight brothers and had no sisters, she received the same education as her brothers. She must have enjoyed the opportunity to learn history, mythology, languages, and drawing alongside her eight brothers. Michelina's oeuvre, therefore, is truly one of a kind. (music) 
Now I'd like to talk to you about why I've chosen to dedicate my first podcast episode to female artist Michelina Wautier. The study of women artists of the Dutch Golden Age has really only gained increasing attention within the past decade, and I wish to change this. And while there's so much literature written about the great male artists such as Rembrandt, Rubens, Van Dyck, insufficient academic and public attention has been devoted and dedicated to women artists of that time. And this is not, however, because women artists did not have the same skills, talents, or technique as their male counterparts, as I hope you have learned throughout this episode on Michelina Wattier. But it's more because historically, women were thought of as incapable of creativity. And so this notion that women were born without this skill really dates back to the Renaissance. And it has been deeply ingrained within Western traditions that women just weren't capable of creativity or imagining scenes and then depicting them through the visual arts. And so as a result, really, women's artistry has not been taken seriously. And I believe that this needs to change. And I am trying to bring more public awareness to women artists of the Dutch Golden Age through this podcast series. And so I'm hoping to dedicate every episode with an emphasis on women artists. And so to wrap up this first episode, I'm going to ask you one last time to look up a painting by Wautier. I want you to look at her self-portrait, which she created around 1649. Okay, so now you have it in front of you. I want you to take a close look at how Michelina portrays herself here. She looks confident professional and comfortable as an artist. Here she portrays herself to the world as a professional painter. Look how comfortable she takes up the space as a portraitist. We can see her comfortably holding her palette and her brush elegantly between her fingers. And we see how she looks directly at us with a face of confidence and happiness, I'd say too, in what she's doing. Now look at her face a bit more closely. Do you recognize this face? Think of the painting we started with, Triumph of Bacchus. Do you remember the striking woman on the right side of the panel. Do you remember her? She was looking right at you. Does this woman in the self-portrait remind you of that other woman? Well, these two are highly likely the same woman, Michelina. So, Professor van der Stichela 
has suggested that the woman, the one woman in the Triumph of Bacchus who looks right at the audience, is in fact a self-portrait of Michelina. And so this is extremely significant. When we compare the two faces, we can definitely see similarities. And the fact that Michelina inserted herself in a mythological scene as a character who is the only one who directly looks at the audience definitely implies to us today that she did think of herself as a professional artist. By inserting herself as a figure in that mythological scene, we can understand today that she was confident in her capabilities as a painter and that she felt she deserved to be included in a scene. And this is truly remarkable and we have to pay close attention to this because it tells us about how Michelina saw herself in this environment of professional painters. I think it shows to us today that she felt comfortable taking up a space next to her male counterparts. She didn't shy away from the male competition and she definitely wanted to make a name for herself as an equal. Now look back at her self-portrait. She's dressed beautifully and she's working and she's enjoying it. She depicts herself as a professional painter. And I think this is how I want to end this episode. I want you to think about what it means to portray yourself in the job that you love doing and in something you are doing well and what that means. I think visual culture and history is extremely important because it can tell us how a person saw themselves within their social or gendered or political environment. And I think the confidence and happiness and level of professionalism Michelina displays in her self-portrait can really show us that she's considering herself an equal to the greats like Rubus Rembrandt, Van Dijk, Vermeer, she considers herself a professional artist, and this is how she should be remembered as well. We have come to the end of my first episode of my podcast series on art history. I really hope you enjoyed it, and I want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to stay in the know about future episodes, please go to the Salon Podcast on Instagram. This is where I'll be announcing the upcoming release dates of future episodes and the subsequent topics. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Annalise, and you've been listening to the Salon's first episode, Michelina Wattier, Baroque's leading lady.